What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the show. This is Wired In. I'm your host, Blake Johnson, alongside my co-host, Spencer Coles. How are you doing, Spencer? Not too bad, man. I had, uh, had the day off, so I got to, you know, hang out and all of that good stuff. So, what nice. About, uh, what about you? Oh, you know, just uh, almost having to go get a permanent crown put in and ended up having to reschedule it. Oh, yeah, it's always a, a wild, raging good time. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so excited to get that done. <laughs> yeah, so, you know that? yeah, I was supposed to get it done this afternoon, and I guess the truck that was delivering the supplies or whatever to the dentist, they had an accident, so they don't have it today. So they said either maybe, oh, wow. maybe tomorrow, probably Monday is when I'll be able to actually get it put in. So on the one hand, it's nice because I just hate going to the dentist. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, now I got to wait another couple days before it's finally done. Man, I've had, I've had so much dentist, like dentist work done that it'd make your, (laughs) make your head spin. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, dude, I, I relate. Yeah. It, the nerves get going and you're like, Oh, is it going to hurt really bad? And it doesn't, but you think it will. And yeah, it's not fun. I'm pretty positive I'm overdue for an appointment on on mine uh, on my end, but uh, you know, you know, none of you need to tell my dentist that, all right? <laughs> dentist? No, no, I'm they they probably are, you know. Yeah, they're well, if they're listening, which they probably are, then uh, then they'll they be giving work. you a call here pretty soon. But yeah, it's it's been a little bit since we've done a show today, yeah, and know, just 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 a bit. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. But we thought we'd come back and tell you about some of the happenings and going ons in the world because obviously no one else is going to do it so we got to step up and really show everyone how it's done so you know that's that's what we're here for yeah that's that's what we're here for we we actually been wanting to talk about this for a little while but um the e3 conference event whatever you want to call it happened a couple of weeks ago um where Basically, uh, you know, Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, or Ubisoft, however you pronounce it, um, Square yeah, Enix, what, what um, Capcom, all those places, um, things, they came out and uh, launched or announced what they're coming out with in the future, either this year or next year. So, you know. Some more so than others, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought we could spend a few minutes and talk about that. Um, as far as, I mean, I. I can't say that I've watched all of it. In fact, the only one that I've actually watched um, was the Nintendo Direct because that was the one I was most excited for. Um, I did watch some of, not necessarily the actual Direct, but some of the trailers that Xbox announced. And I gotta say, I'm actually kind of surprised that there's several games that they've announced that I'm at least intrigued in. Um, Yeah, funnily enough, for this being like, arguably one of the worst if not the worst e3s this was like microsoft's or one of microsoft's like better e3s oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's weird trade-off where it's like and you know like yeah everything else about e3 was pretty shit but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean there's there were several things um i don't know which where you want to start but um is there any 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 particular one that's Microsoft? Microsoft, because, okay. Yeah, because I feel like they had the most, in terms of like, just quality releases that are going to be dropping. Well, potentially quality releases that are going to be dropping. I felt like Xboxes was the most promising out of all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Although I am excited for, um, <clears throat> I am excited for the new Breath of the Wild sequel, and oh, yeah. I think it's Metroid Dread, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like the uh, yeah. But but anyway, talking about specific, specifically about Microsoft, um, I think the biggest, probably the the most notable um, drops to come from the, from their end is probably Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. um, which it definitely shows that they've had a year of like delay development time to polish up Halo Infinite because <laughs> for those of you who watched the reveal for Halo Infinite like back last year or it might have been yeah 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 but um but for those of you who who saw all the E3 stuff from last year um it's a it's a 9 day difference mhm um yeah i mean i it- do have my concerns about the multiplayer um, one of them being the fact that you can grapple, like, power weapons, and, uh, so, like, there's a, basically, for those of you who aren't aware, they're, they're implementing a new mechanic to the game, which is, like, a, a grappling hook. You can basically grapple onto a, a surface and, like, pull yourself, it like, like a typical grapple hook mechanic that you'd see in, in most games. Um, but you can use it to grapple, like, power weapons and grapple up to banshees and kick people out of banshees and it's that I'm quite concerned with um, because those are like really fundamental changes to the multiplayer but a big huge announcement pertaining to the multiplayer though is that it's going to be free to play um, oh nice and I, I already knew as soon as they announced that I was like it's going to be microtransaction central it's going to be loaded with skins and you know animations and it's gonna be but to their credit they have essentially at least from just my general perspective uh just going off of solely what they've said at e3 granted that all could be bullshit i mean (laughs) just look at cdpr and what they what they essentially marketed cyberpunk to be right but Mm -hmm. um they essentially said, you know, basically, you once you buy once you buy one of these battle passes, it can't be pulled away from you, and there's never going to be a dead period where you can't continue to unlock items in uh, whatever battle pass that you buy, and you can even, and this is this is a really cool feature that I, that I like that they've incorporated, is that you can switch between where you want to like what progression like, points you want to set towards, like, a specific battle pass, right? So, like, you know, if, if you want to choose between however many you have, you can you can select what you want to put your progression into. Okay. Which is, which is a really cool thing that I, I, I found to be a lot more consumer-friendly than most uh, uh, companies that pull this type of um, business model, like this type of microtransaction um, sale model. Um, but again, this is E3, so, you know, I, I tend to not accept everything, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very much the hype train, right? So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens when it finally releases, which I think they said it's supposed to release the holiday season this year. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I also thought, I'm trying to think what else they show that I thought was interesting. I thought, you know, I don't know. They haven't shown a lot of this, but I'm actually intrigued. The 
game called Starfield actually looks kind of interesting to me. It's supposed to be like this space um, exploration type game. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they just showed like teaser material, but yeah, it it kind of gives me the vibe of like um, it's kind of going in the same um, area or I guess a genre rather of uh, the Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, because strangely enough, it seems like Obsidian and Bethesda very much like um, are constantly battling one another in terms of like uh, when it pertains to their IPs. Because it's like you know you had Fallout Three and then Obsidian made New Vegas and then and then of course Obsidian has made uh, the Outer Worlds and so now they're making Starfield and you're like hmm I don't <laughs> you know yeah. it's like uh, I'm I'm curious to see how it how it pans out. Yeah, me too. And speaking of Outer Worlds, that was one of their one of their other announcements that I was <laughs> yeah. probably probably the one that I was most excited for, just because I really love the first one. Um, that's the Outer Worlds two, and I have to say, like by far the best trailer for a game that I've seen in quite a while. Um, just just full <laughs> very, of like uh, very, very, very self aware. Yeah, not not afraid to take shots at themselves. Uh, you should definitely go watch it on on YouTube. Even if you've not played the first one, you'll you'll enjoy this trailer. Um, but that's that's quite. I, I can't exactly remember how the first one ends. Um, I know there's like different paths you can take, but I'm curious to see if they're going to actually continue with the character from the first game, or they're going to yeah, that was do um, like that a, was... a different character maybe, or maybe one yeah. of the companions they'll make into like the main character, and you'll take their story on somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, because but... um, I guess I guess this is just delving into spoilers, not not particularly, but um, the way it does end though, it's very like cut and dry. It's like okay, this is the ending, and these this is what your character does after this, and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, it. I'm I'm very curious if they're going to continue on with the same character that you played as in the first game, or if they're going to just completely write a separate script for, you know, this new game. Um, I will say, though, another game I'm really, really looking forward to, um, and they haven't made... At least to my knowledge, they haven't made a Stalker game in, like, forever. But um, Stalker 2 looks really, really fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what that trailer was. I'm, I know I've seen it, but I can't remember what it what it showed. So, it's very similar. I don't know if you've ever played, like, any of the, the Metro Last Light games. Um, mm, no. Um, but... Well, it's like Metro, Metro Exodus, Last Light, and then uh, 2033. But, but, um, but anyway, but yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of a Fallout-esque type game. Um, only I'm just I'm just trying to remember all the all the plot points because it's been forever since I played the first one. Um, but essentially, um, it's very similar to. Um, to Fallout, where you know the the zone has a lot of like radioactive pockets, and uh, whenever you enter them, you can experience a lot of like very paranormal, trippy type shit. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very I'm very curious to see if they're gonna add on to that or what they're really gonna do. Cause, and I'm just trying to remember. It's been so long since I've played the first game, but it's kind of in the same vein, at least in terms of the ending. 
as like the outer worlds where it kind of ends off just like very cut and dry so i'm i'm curious um what they're gonna do in terms of the the writing for that game but in terms of the gameplay though it looks really solid i'm really 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 stoked for it nice yeah yeah definitely um some other things i thought were interesting the uh sea of thieves a pirate's life expansion i've not played the original sea of thieves for i think it was the xbox one um but it looks like a fun game it looks i I like that type of animation and that type of um game style so in this um expansion they bring in uh jack sparrow and some of the other characters from the pirates of the caribbean series so that that sounds like they'd be kind of fun to play um I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this game. Uh, Battlefield 2042. I know that Battlefield 5 was controversial as far as, like, mm-hmm. you know, the story and having a female at... Well, it like, also wasn't good. The, yeah, the main as the main lead. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. how it was, like, very much not realistic to what happened in World War II from what I've heard. And I've played some of it, and I actually liked some of the gameplay, but I got bored with it and was like, eh. But, you know, this this 2042 Battlefield game is going to be the new one, and right off the bat, I... This is kind of... It kind of plays into why I've lost interest in Call of Duty, is because it's become just so focused on multiplayer, and I get that... I get that a lot of people like it. I just prefer, like, a really good campaign... In this one, there is no campaign. It's all multiplayer. Now, it does look like it's a pretty massive um, scope as far as different kinds of modes and stuff like that. But, I mean, it, it looks really cool, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like something I would want to buy, but what do you think? Well, so I don't particularly have an issue with them going strictly multiplayer because that allows them to focus all of their resources and everything into the multiplayer. Uh, plus, Battlefield has always been traditionally like a multiplayer game, like centric game, right? Okay. Um, but I think the issue you run into is whenever you go strictly multiplayer with these type of games, um, I don't feel like publishers should be charging $60 for a yeah. strictly multiplayer game because, and this is, this is very significant, so... Um, I'll actually use a really apt example for this. So, there was this game, this little game called Evolve. Now, for those of you who know, Evolve was a PvPVE sort of game. It's it was essentially like you teamed you had a whole team and you played up against one person who was super OP. Um the game was not very well balanced and it, it just it just all around was just a very poorly made game. Um, so, they pulled development support for the game, and not only that, but they pulled... All, all of the servers are, are down. Like, they're dead. They killed they killed all support for the game entirely. So, anybody that has... Well, and more specifically, they removed the, the licensing from the game, too. So, anybody who bought that game doesn't have access to Evolve. It's, mm. like, one of the worst... It is by far, like... One of the worst games to ever come out, especially especially during the, uh, I think it came around came out around the Xbox 360, PS3 era, um, but yeah, they just pulled the licensing, and so now you know people don't have access to the game, and I think, granted, 
you know, this is EA, so we're talking about a very different scale in terms of, you know, server infrastructure and, and things like that. But let's say, for instance, you know, this new Battlefield doesn't do well, right? Mm -hmm. um, if they pull ser if they pull the server support for the game, I mean, that's, that's the entire game. You can't yeah. play... You know what I mean? You can't play, you know, Battlefield 2042. Um, but, you know, if if they were to lower the the price of admission, say, like, you know, maybe like a 20 or $30 even, you know, I, th I think that's a lot more manageable for players, like for, for people who play video games, because it it they're not having to invest so heavily into a game that they know will not have server support forever right plus you consider the fact that if you're not playing it on pc then you got to pay to play online mm -hmm. as well as pay for the game so it's like a double whammy there if it's strictly multiplayer and you have to play it on a xbox or playstation with a online subscription it's like i mean that hurts if you're having to pay 60 to Dude, 70 yeah. bucks for that well you know. and man on it i think on console they're going to be charging 70 bucks for the new battlefield Jeez. so yeah that's crazy uh yeah um and then let's see 12 minutes this actually looked like or no maybe um I'm, i'm thinking of a different game uh somerville that's what i'm thinking of uh somerville that actually looks like a pretty interesting game as far as like how it's built um it's built as a how did I describe it? Like an isometric um, game where you're like this, like the camera's far away, but you're trying to navigate through, I don't know, some kind of uh, destruction area. You're trying to escape with your family and. Oh yeah, um, I remember seeing this trailer. And actually, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in it. It looks uh it looks pretty neat. It looks different. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm I'm curious, and that I I love that that um that animation if you will that artistic style of how they how they made it so i'm curious like just kind of the look of the game and as you progress and certain things happen but but yeah it, it looks mildly interesting um and then i think for me the only other two that i'm kind of interested in um is <laughs> actually kind of kind of interested in psychonauts too i've not played the first one but uh oh, dude, the, yeah. the concept sounds pretty fun like being inside somebody's brain and like navigating through all that 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 seems kind of fun yeah the, the first game was phenomenal if you um yeah, I, i'm pretty positive you can go on steam right now and get it for for super cheap uh, mm -hmm. it usually it usually goes on sale quite a bit because so. that that came out on the original xbox didn't it Uh, yes, I believe it. I think it was solely for the Xbox, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a really, really solid game. Um, yeah, if you if you get the chance, um, to because like I I have it on Steam and um, it yeah it still runs it it plays super well even even today. Mm -hmm. Um, so. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm it's it's just yeah, because me and my brother used to play it a shit ton back in the day. So I'm uh, I'm I'm really really excited for uh, the because like I mean nobody ever thought that it was ever going to get a sequel. Like <laughs> nice, it's been I mean we're talking like well over like ten years, right? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, so, I mean, if it came out in the original Xbox, it would have had to have been, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, it's right been a now. bit. Um, let's see, release date. I'm gonna do a little Google search. It came out in actually, it came out in 2005. Uh, okay, okay, that's actually a lot later than I thought it did. Yeah. Or th- I thought it released because I I thought it released back in like 2000 and like two or something so hmm. huh. but, um, but yeah yeah that and i've not played the first one but well i guess i guess there's two of them i can't i can't remember but the new plague tale game requiem oh, um yeah. i don't know much about it but the trailer seemed interesting the concept of it seemed kind of interesting um so yeah that, and I know they released one. They they released a trailer for this game called Contraband, but that didn't really show much. So I'm not quite sure <laughs> what to make of that. It's like a co-op, open world type game. Um, yeah, I think it's um kind of somewhat in the same vein as um oh gosh what's what's that? I think it's like it's it's a it's basically like a prison breakout game where you okay. play as like two brothers. I can't remember. I think it's called like a way out or something. Mm, okay. I think that's what it's called. I think it, it, at least if I if I recall correctly from the trailers that I saw, it kind of gave me that same type of vibe. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's about all I got for um, Microsoft. Was there anything more that you found interesting with that? Uh, not not really particular. Well, and it's funny because I mean, aside from them and Nintendo, there wasn't really a whole lot shown off. By, by anyone else like yeah. uh i remember like i just i was watching gearbox's um e3 presser live and literally all, their entire presentation was just about the new borderlands movie that's coming out and um i just was like i don't think people <laughs> watching e3 really give a shit about it it's like <laughs> yeah that's like i mean as horrible as to say i'm just like man i don't Plus, like, I don't know, like, movie and film adaptations of video games rarely ever goes well. Um, Like, The Witcher and shit like that is, like, those are exceptions, not the rule. (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, plus, I mean, it's, it's, that's a series as well, so they have, it's, it's a lot easier for them to flush it out as opposed to a two-hour film. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess we'll move on to Nintendo. Um, there were several things that I was pretty ex- that I'm pretty excited about. Um, so they started off by announcing new characters for the Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm not actually super excited for this just because I'm not a Smash Brothers person. Um, but Kazumi Mishima from the Tekken universe um, joined the ranks as the penultimate DLC character. And then they announced the Life is Strange Remastered Collection and Life is Strange True Color. Um, I've not played those, but they actually look kind of interesting. I'd have to check into it more. Um, And, of course, we mentioned Metroid Dread, which I actually, I didn't know this, but someone pointed out that the start of the trailer for that was taken from, like, a much older Metroid game as far as, like, how how it started with oh, really? the, with the graphic and whatever the words said at the very beginning that was like directly taken from a previous so it was like a callback to a a previous oh, metroid okay. game interesting so but yeah i'm um 
I'm kind of interested in this because, you know, the idea of a 2D platform Metroid game seems kind of fun. I, I like 2D, 2D games as long as they're made well. Um, and Metroid, you know, certainly has, a, I'd say, a fairly devoted following. Um, and they have, a, I think they said the last time they made a 2D Metroid was like 18, 19 years ago. So, yeah, I think it was, I think it was somewhere around then. Yeah, so that's supposed to come out on October 8th, so that's coming up here pretty quick, actually in about three months. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm guessing you'll be uh, picking up a copy of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, like, yeah, that, that's the thing, too. I, I genuinely wasn't expecting, like, a Metroid announcement at all because they were super quiet about it. Um, in fact, like, a lot of the Metroid community were, were really pissed that, um, during last E3, that there wasn't an update on the, uh, you know, the new Metroid sequel. Um, so, yeah, th- there was very little expectation that he was going to be announced, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm really, I'm really stoked for it. I think it's going to be, it looks really, just, just from the little gameplay they've shown off so far, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it it looks like what you would want a 2D platform game to be. <laughs> that comes out later this year, right? Mm-hmm. October eighth. Sick. So yeah, that'll yeah, be. Yeah, uh, no, I'm really uh, really stoked for it. Yeah, and they've got this weekend. They've got Mario Golf Super Rush coming out, which um, I'm pretty excited for. I I've I've loved playing those. Um, I don't I don't care too much for the DS ones, um, mostly because they just rely so much on online play and they don't really support that anymore. So it's kind of pointless yeah. to play that game. But like I grew up with the N sixty four Mario Golf and I eventually played the GameCube one. Um, so just from what I've seen, I mean they they are adding so much more content than I thought they would in a in a golf game. I mean not just the classic mode, but the multiplayer looks insanely fun. Um, being able to just play all at once and like run towards your ball and knock people over and stuff like that. And then like, I can't remember what the other mode was called, but there's, there's way golf was meant to be played. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, if only they could bring that to like, you know, EA sports and you could, you know, extreme golf, Tiger Woods and, and (laughs) knock over VJ seeing your Phil Mickelson. Just club them. Grand Theft Auto meets <laughs> EA Sports. Um, so yeah, they announced that, and then probably, at least for me, the thing that I'm most excited for um, is Mario Party Superstars. And at first, when they were playing this, I thought it was just like a DLC. And I guess some people were saying that it should have been a DLC, but I can I can see why they made it its own thing. But it's basically they take. Uh, five boards from the first three Mario Party games on the N64, remaster them, and then they have like over a hundred uh, Mario mini games from the entire Mario Party series. Huh. Um, so, I, and originally I thought it was just a hundred games from the first three, but it mm-hmm. seems like it's across the whole series from from what I've seen. Uh, either way is fine by me, but um, I guess if you go to YouTube, if there's they do this like Nintendo Treehouse thing where they have like four people play through um, a certain amount of the game that they let you see. 
So they they played through some of it, and it looks I mean it looks really fun. I mean they they bring it back. They finally got rid of all the stuff that I've hated about Mario Party in the past few years. They there, there's no mini stars. There's no you know just a few boards and it's just overly simplified mechanics. It's like you know they bring all the stuff back from the, those original ones. So if if you like playing. If you if you liked playing those, then this is this is definitely for you. And they've only they've only showcased two of the boards, and there's like five of them. So I'm hoping that you know I, there's certain ones that I hope that they'll put in there. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And that's supposed to come out October 29th. So uh, I will definitely be pre-ordering that. And then they announced a couple weird ones uh, the, did you see the WarioWare get it together trailer that looked really strange to me uh i have not but that's kind of been the um the i guess kind of the gimmick of WarioWare is that it's always been really like goofy and like eccentric and yeah you know. it looks really weird <laughs> i mean i guess there's i guess there's a, a fan base for that but uh, yeah i remember um so the original one came out on the GameCube, right? I believe for those of uh, at least for for those of you who uh, are way more knowledgeable than I am, um, I'm actually gonna look that up. Warrior. Uh, oh, I don't want Smash. I thought I remember when I had a Game Boy Advance that they had a, a WarioWare or something like that on there, but I can't remember. It might have been a might have been just Wario Land. But. I think it initially came out on the uh, Game Boy Advanced. Okay. But then they started doing like releases for like I, I'm ninety nine percent positive they did one for the uh, on the GameCube. Uh, I know for sure they definitely did one for the uh, original DS. But um, but yeah, they, they're always like super fun to play with friends because they're just, they're just quirky, weird, um, you know, mini games to play. It's kind of like um. It's kind of like um, like an alternate version of Mario Part, like Mario Party. Okay. But, uh, but all the characters are just weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I'm. It seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I have to say, Nintendo's way of presenting their games is just really weird, because like they start off with you know they start off with Smash Brothers, which is like you know obviously people are excited about that, and then they go into these random stuff that I'm not interested in, and then eventually they're like, um, so then they start talking about uh, Zelda, right? So they they're coming out with Skyward Sword uh, HD, which is from I think the Wii or Wii U, and I believe uh, it's the original Wii. Okay, yeah. No so that's coming out in July. So I was like, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, I, I do want to play that. I've not played it, so I'll probably pick that up at some point. Um, but then they were like, okay, we've got one more announcement. And it's like, is this going to be Breath of the Wild 2? And it's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity DLC. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who even likes that game? I, I played through the demo and I just couldn't finish it. And I was like, are you serious? You're, you've built it up to this? And then they go over to, uh, what's his name? I can't pronounce it. But then he's like, oh, yeah, here's uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Here's a trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, thank <laughs> thank goodness, because that almost ended poorly. Um, so, yeah. The- it's, it's weird. Like, on paper, you wouldn't think that it would work in terms of, like, just general practices that Nintendo does. 
you're like, man, this seems incredibly impractical, but it always, <laughs> somehow, in some way, it always, like, you know, pans out for them. Well, yeah, because I was sitting there, I was like, well, I, I know they said one more thing, but I'm just going to keep watching because uh, they might just be tricking you, and sure enough, they were. But, uh, yeah, the the trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, which I guess it's not actually going to be called Breath of the Wild 2. That's just the working title. They're actually going to call it something else. And they even said, which is how I feel about this, they they said that the reason they're not announcing the actual title of it right now is because it's going to spoil the game. But then I'm like, well, maybe huh. just have a different title. Like, why? Because yeah, I mean, guess... no, no matter when you release the title... By that logic, it's going to spoil It'll the game. It'll still spoil it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But yeah, it's not actually going to be called Breath of the Wild too. So, uh, but I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's going to be a sequel, obviously. I mean, they show that from the trailer, you know, and they show. Um, they show. Uh, oh, what's the the castle rise up in the air? And I guess. Um, uh, Hyrule Castle. Hyrule Castle. Yeah. I wanted to say Skyward Castle. I was like, that's not right. Um, <laughs> Skyward Castle. Skyward Castle. But yeah, I guess um, I guess with this one, you're going to be able to to like access lands in the air and not not just on the ground. Um, so I'm curious how the exploration is going to work. As far as like, I, I highly doubt they're going to make you go through all those shires again, and, or those shrines again, <laughs> shires shrines again, and and get all those uh, orbs. So I'm I'm curious how they're gonna how they're going to make, cause I don't want it to be as, as much as I love the first one, I don't want it to be so similar that it's like, ugh, this is going to be a drag to get through. Cause I've already done this. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what they do to like freshen it up and bring in new things that we've not seen before. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm curious about it as well. I think in terms of like the map design and stuff, a lot of the, the assets and stuff from breath of the wild are still going to be reused. So in terms of like the, the, the level design and stuff, I think it'll be pretty similar, but I'm, I am hoping, like you said, um, that the, that some of the, like you said, the, the exploration elements will be, um, there, there'll be a little bit more variety in, yeah. in terms of that, because, uh, again, Zelda's always known for having, like, dungeons and, yeah. uh, or caves or, you know, whatever, but, um, it, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a, a, a different change of pace, um, I'm curious if you'll be able to utilize the divine beasts more, because surely they're not just going to go away, or maybe yeah, you'll maybe I'm you'll utilize the the ghost characters that that helped you. Like maybe they'll help you some more. I don't know. Yeah, my but. only worry with that is like I feel like if you're using the divine beasts, I feel like it could wildly break the balance of the game. <laughs> like yeah. So hopefully they've thought about you know more about like some of the balancing. Um, in terms of like the combat and stuff like that um i am really hoping this is one thing that i really really hope that they change about uh the sequel from i know Breath what you're gonna say Wild, <laughs> and that is the weapon degradation yep <laughs> it is horrible it is horrid in the first game like unless you get the master sword like you are breaking your swords like 24 7 mm-hmm that is like I really like I really hope they uh, they they fix that, um, mm -hmm. which uh, I I think they will. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, it, it's interesting because it while it is frustrating, and I would certainly not mind them changing it because they've been able to like 
add in so many of the same sword as long as you're exploring properly. It it never it never really deterred me from being able to complete the game, but at the same time, in some ways, it made it feel like it was taking longer because if I didn't have enough swords, then I have to figure out a way to find a You'd new have sword. You backtrack and yeah. go fight a bunch of random enemies to have them drop weapons. Well, that's assuming they even drop like decent quality swords. Like you, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Plus, like... the master sword isn't exactly easy to get when you do it the first time. You know. Yeah, you know. Because you got to navigate through a forest properly, and then you got to make sure you have enough hearts, and yeah, you know it. I I ended up having to look on Polygon to figure out how to do. Just <laughs> seriously, you know, whether it's that or whether it's trying to beat. Um, I think it was Thunderblight Ganon. Oh, I hated that oh, boss. Yeah. That was by far the hardest one for me. He's, uh, he's everybody's favorite boss. Oh, hated that so much. I died like twenty times before I could finally beat him. Um. <laughs> It's all in the dodge. It's all in the dodge. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it as far as what we found interesting with E3. So, I guess we'll just wait and see how these games turn out. Thankfully, we don't have the to wait E3 hype too long for some of these, but some of them we will have to wait longer. So, yeah. But, okay, so I guess I guess we should move on to something completely unrelated to what we were talking about. Um, I don't know how much time we'll spend on it, just because it's not—it's not exactly an important story. It's not. It'd be an episode of Wired In if we didn't take a big old hard pivot, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Wired In if we didn't talk about something that doesn't really matter in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but hey, I—I I will freely admit that I am—I am as as much of a sucker for infighting and drama in uh, media than you know the next person so i couldn't help but be oh, absolutely interested in this so you had actually alerted me this and i hadn't seen anything of it yet until i looked it up but i guess um h3 whatever the channel's name is ethan klein runs it yeah, well he used to be called h3 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 his, yeah that was his main channel and he would make a lot more like like satirical funny you know videos just like just you know, memes and stuff in general that he would post onto YouTube. It was more, it was more specifically like comedy based. Um, mm-hmm. But now he mainly just does his his podcast. Gotcha. So basically, he he and Crowder were supposedly quote unquote going to have a debate, and mm-hmm. essentially what happened was they started, and within like a minute or two of them starting. This guy that I have honestly never heard of. Well, until for, so for in, context, in, the the reason the reason why they were going to have this debate was that. Um, well, I was I was going to get into that. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but anyway, basically, what happened is this guy that I've never heard of called Sam Sieber um, just randomly pops in, and Crowder loses his mind, and um, they're all talking over each other, and then that's the end of that. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially what it boils down to. Yeah, if if you're just going from a I only read the headline, that's what happened. Um, but basically, as the day progressed and as the you know the next day came out, you find out more details. What what essentially happened was Ethan Klein reached out to uh, Crowder via uh, DM. I don't know. I think it was on Twitter, 
and was asking to debate him because Crowder called him a layup because he didn't think that this guy could actually debate. And so he's like, hey, I want to debate you. Um, I'm free to debate if you want to do that. So they were like, okay. And they go through the whole process of, you know, I'll have this guy reach out to you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, here's the rules. There's no gimmicks, no shenanigans, just you and me. Let's have a let's have a discussion. Just want to let you know these topics I disagree with you on, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> they do that. And from what I from what I've seen, the messages that Crowder showed um, seem to confirm that, that that's what he agreed to and and yeah i <laughs> you watch the um the day after show and he he shows what happened before they even started quote-unquote debating and he mm-hmm. and crowder was basically like saying to his producer you know i'm i have a pretty big hunch this guy is not actually going to follow through on debating me and you know more about um ethan klein than i do so um, you know, I guess you had told me that he's he's kind of like completely changed some of his viewpoints as to what he used to hold back in the day. So yeah, so H three used to be super hardcore against like um, censorship and like cancel culture and like he he was like hardcore against that and he was like just a general YouTube like comedian. Like he again, he just he he didn't really. And I guess according to him, he claims that he still doesn't do political content, but he's gotten way more political now. Um, like, way more than when he was just doing his, like, just general, um, just memes and shit that he would upload to YouTube. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's strange, because if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, for anybody that's listening... Um, but I want to say on his original channel back in the day, whenever Alex Jones got, um, taken that, whenever Alex Jones got banned on YouTube, he basically made a whole video about how like, you know, YouTube shouldn't be banning people from the platform and like, you know, canceling them and, and things of that nature. And now he's gone like 180 in the other direction. It's, it's like, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty depressing shit, man. Um, because I, again, I used to really like his content back in the day, but, um, but he, now he, now he's gotten super chummy with all these bread tubers like Hassan Piker and, uh, Vosh and people mm. like that. So it's just, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And as far as the Sam Sieber guy, again, I had no idea who he was before this whole thing happened, but as I was looking into him and just listening to other, uh, conservative commentators, um, on YouTube talk about him like Tim Pool and um, mm-hmm. Roaming Millennial. Uh, apparently he's he's tried this like tactic before with other commentators as far as, you know, hey, you, I want to debate you, I want to debate you. And this guy, like, he's got, I mean, he's he's obviously not got a tiny YouTube channel. He's got a million subs, but, like, if you if you go and look at his average views, I mean, he's got some views, he's got some videos that do okay, but a lot of videos that I've seen, he only gets like a few thousand. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty tiny for a, a guy that's got a million subs, but apparently he's, he's one of these like, you know, please debate me type people. And, you know, apparently people just don't want to talk to him. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. well he, so what he does is, and this is what he did with, with Tim pool specifically is, so he basically, essentially went on to Twitter 
and challenged Tim Pool to a debate, or, you know, basically accepted a, a, a debate offer. And Tim Pool made it adamantly clear, like, you know, hey, this is going to be done in our studio, you know, we'll pay for all your travel and expenses and all that good stuff, um, you know, but we solely do our show in studio. Mm-hmm. And in their DMs, right, uh, Sam basically was like, oh, well, I'm going to have to take a rain check on, you know, doing, you know, the, you know, doing a, doing a show with you because I think it had something to deal with him either, like, you know, because of the fact that he does a show, like a daily show um, on his channel. Mm-hmm. And then only for him to later go on to Twitter and drag Tim through the mud about, you know, oh, he was wanting me to do a, you know, I was one of the few people that was invited to, you know, go to his studio during COVID, and I had to, you know, turn that shit down, you know, it was just like, it's, 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 wow. it's shady shit like that. So, yeah, Lovely. he has a, he has a history of, of doing this. Yeah, and so basically, the real big controversy wasn't even, which is what it should have been, is the fact that this guy just randomly pops in to basically sabotage what was supposed to be a debate, but the big controversy was that you know, people were calling Steven Crowder a coward because he wouldn't debate this guy. And, you know, at first when I, when I just, cause when the, when the original video came out from uh, Ethan's channel, I'd only saw a couple minutes of it. And I was like, okay, th- th- when they started talking over each other, I just turned it off. I was like, I don't care. But at, at the first glance, it's like, you know, maybe they, maybe could have handled it differently. But then when you, when I actually went back and watched the entire thing in context, um, before, before they even like officially started the uh, the stream or whatever, it really I don't I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, as far as not wanting to um, you know give this guy time. I mean, it's like you know if if you and this guy Ethan agree to do this 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 deal, and you both show up, and this guy doesn't honor the the agreement he made you're under no obligation to to just say okay well i'll just do whatever you want no i don't think he has to do that you know he could have just you you know basically was like you know i can i can debate you separately some other time or whatever um but not right now kind of a thing um so i I don't see how that is cowardice because it's like if you know anything about his show Stevens debated all kinds of people, not just not just college students on the change my mind thing, but he's debated like actual professors and left wing commentators and journalists and people like that. So it's like the idea that for some some odd reason he's terrified of debating Sam Sieber. I I, I don't see how that makes any sense. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I think I think the reason why I will say no one really looks good like to, to me i don't think there's really a clear winner in this scenario um because all i really think what steven should have done is the moment sam cedar popped in he said you know hey this isn't what i agreed to like and and made it adamantly adamantly clear why he refuses to debate sam cedar but it just turned into this whole huge shouting match and it it more just came across that steven was just scared to debate him um but I will say, yeah, and this is this is this is more so a comment than I have particularly with the left. So, a lot of people, 
were kind of defending all of this by claiming that, um, by essentially claiming that, you know, oh, well, the, the point wasn't to actually have a debate with Steven Crowder. It was to, you know, to, to prank him. It was to, you know, to basically have Sam Cedar join the call and have him run away. And it's like, okay, but like, you're still admitting, and this is the other thing too. So, by Ethan, instead of Ethan actually preparing for, to actually have any form of conversation with, um, with Stephen at all, he just brought in this random political commentator to do it for him, thus proving Stephen's point. Mm-hmm. And, and like, like Crowder knew that he was incapable of having an actual conversation about any of the the issues that Ethan initially criticized Crowder for, like essentially bringing up and arguing, you know, in his response to him. Because again, this is this is all multifaceted, but like Ethan initially um, just essentially in one of his podcast episodes to just accept what everyone tells you don't don't think about it yeah the cdc just leave them yeah yeah just (laughs) accept everything that they tell you you know you know i actually have to be informed and of course so like and then the moment when steven goes to when crowder goes to challenge him instead of actually preparing for the conversation he's just like oh i'm gonna bring in you know sam cedar (laughs) like it's just yeah it's it's smarmy dishonest bullshit and that is how the left operates they operate oftentimes completely off of bad faith and that is that is exactly why people will not debate not debate sam cedar well yeah i mean can you imagine if uh they both agree to do this and then steven just says okay um and now joining us is ben shapiro ben uh take it away exactly. and he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> can you he would be the laughing stock of the people right would for eternity so much shit for that he'd yeah. never live it down but yeah, but when the left does it, oh, it's it's totally fine because well, I mean, he he even admitted he's not a good he's he's not a good debater. It's like, well, then don't offer to debate someone if you're not yeah, good at it, and like, don't talk about issues you have no idea, like that you have absolutely no knowledge of. Like, yeah, like you know I'm not mean? gonna go I'm not gonna go try to debate someone on you know like comic book history like detailed old comic book history and say well you're wrong about that when i yeah, haven't even read them like young ripper yeah <laughs> yeah and when i haven't even read them i mean that's yeah. that's dumb so if you're if you're going to do it even i'm like look you don't even have to be super great at debating like just prepare for it you know just just bring yeah, up all, all these you, di- you know and you don't it doesn't have to be a gotcha moment just say you know well, what about this or what about that you know have a conversation it doesn't have to be this you know viral shouting match or anything like that it, it, i don't it's it's just stupid it really is and you know you've you've got people in their camps refusing to concede or admit that this wasn't exactly the most honorable thing to do and it's just like yeah it's just it's just coping from both ends right you know. it's just like oh you know because again there wasn't when it came to the actual like moment of there potentially being a debate like nothing happened mm-hmm. it was just a, a, a fucking it was just ear cancer it was just everybody talking over one another yeah it's just like I, I don't know, but but I will say again, nobody particularly looks 
really good in this you know scenario. Um, I really wish Steven would have just adamantly explained in the moment why he refuses to debate Sam Cedar. Um, I don't, but again, I don't necessarily fault him for refusing to do it. But he sh he should have just been like, "Nope, I'm not doing this." You know that the, there are specific reasons why I'm not doing this. I'm not just running away. Um, but yeah, it's it all around though. Like it, it more so it more so looks really really bad. At least for people who aren't like hardcore H3 stands, it really looks really bad on Ethan because it's just you know. He brought in this rando to do all his dirty work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, Sam, he'll have his brief bump in viewers and subscribers, but I just, I don't see that that's going to last yeah. very long. You know, I think there's a reason why he doesn't average that many views in comparison to how many people are supposedly well, he's subscribed been on the to platform him. platform for fucking ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> it's like... I guess maybe off that <sighs> standard, it's like maybe maybe you do deserve like a million subs, but it's just like, but yeah, I, it's it's clear that it is very clear why a lot of you know major talking heads, um, or and not not necessarily talking heads, but just like people who do political content in general don't really talk with him mm -hmm. because he pulls incredibly like dishonest and bad faith tactics. Um, yeah, he's he's just trying to grow his channel because you know Crowder has like three million subs and he's he gets a crap ton more viewers each video, so obviously it's gonna help to be on that on that gig. Yeah, um, I will say there was one point that Stephen brought up that I found really strange and I kind of wish he never even bothered with it was he claimed that you know oh. The reason I haven't debated you is because you only have a million subs. Um, again, and it, and I think I kind of understand why he was like getting at, getting at, like getting there with that. But he didn't adamantly explain why, like a lot of other people don't, <laughs> like you know, essentially debate Sam Cedar. Um, it's because you know he he mooches he essentially mooches off other bigger channels. Yeah, uh, very well, similar I, I, to what Vosh does. It's very similar to what he does. He'll yeah. he'll he'll save face with a lot of like whenever he goes on to bigger platforms that host him, he'll very much save face and kiss their ass and do all of this stuff. Um, but then go around, you know, minutes later, and once he's you know amassed a greater following, he'll he'll drag people through the mud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he did explain why he won't debate him. At least I'm pretty sure he did in the day after. I don't remember yeah. if he did in in like. Yeah, in, I was just at, I was more so referring to like in the moment. In but, in the moment, yeah. But yeah, which, but yeah. Again, no, like nobody looked great. <laughs> which you know, if you've got people talking over you and you've had it and you're done, it's yeah. you know, you're just gonna be like, okay, how do I get how do I get out of this and not care as much about getting to every detail about why you're not doing something, you know, right at that, at that moment. But, but yeah, I mean, I still see your point. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty much the, the whole scandal, the whole controversy right there. And I, I just think it goes back to what we've talked about on the show before about how, you know, debating people and just having conversations with people is just, 
you're just so hard pressed to find an actual to have an actual dialogue with someone because you know when it when it comes to not even not even just youtube and and tv and stuff like that but just social media in general mm. it just becomes about viral moments you know when you look at yeah, twitter it's it's, it's twitter how can is, i how can i spend this in the most packaged and um an immediate thing possible like mm-hmm. how can i how can i take this in a very like viral way um, like like you said yeah, I think I think the whole YouTube fiasco was just a representative of what happens virtually every single day on Twitter. It's yeah. like people just shouting over each other, and you feel like you've gained nothing from the conversation except, um, you know, an earache, <laughs> and a headache. So, but anyway, I think that's going to cover it on our show today. We've we've spent a pretty fair amount of time talking about these two topics, so we yeah, will we will catch you next time. Do you thank you for joining in today? And once again, you can find us on a whole plethora of different platforms like Spotify and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, just be sure to give us a subscription to that. And, uh, well, I, not give us a subscription, but subscribe yourself to our show. And then uh, rate and review us positively. That would be preferable. But uh, yeah, that's gonna if do it for our. We'll, uh, we'll randomly bring in random strangers to uh, uh, jump in during debates. That's right, and you, <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. So we will catch you on the other side of whenever we decide to come back and record again. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll yeah. see. But uh, yeah, take care, everyone. We'll catch you later. See you guys.